Welcome to Ag Future, presented by Alltech. Join us as we explore the challenges and opportunities facing the global food supply chain and speak with experts working to support a planet of plenty. Hello, I'm Michelle Michael. In this special series of Ag Future, we're talking with those working along the food supply chain about the impact of COVID-19. My guest today is Nikki Putnam Bading, a registered dietitian, also a colleague of mine. Nikki is the director of human initiatives at Alltech. Nikki, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Michelle. Let's talk about self-care. You know, this pandemic, it can feel overwhelming. People are dealing with information overload, long work hours, caring for family during those work hours, and a whole host of other things. It's important, though, I think, uh, to pause for a moment, collect ourselves, and, and just admit that this is at times a taxing situation, and it can impact our well-being. Is that right? Absolutely. As a dietitian, what concerns you most about people during this experience? Well, as you mentioned, Michelle, this is a really challenging time for everyone. And I think it's really easy to kind of let that self-care slip on occasion. We're trying to focus on our new roles at working from home, maybe taking care of children and other family members at the same time. And really what we want to focus on from a nutrition and health perspective is choosing a healthy lifestyle for the short and long term of your overall health and wellness. So following general good health guidelines is really one of the single best steps you can take for yourself and to keep your naturally functioning immune system strong and healthy. Every part of our body, including our immune systems, function better when bolstered by healthy living strategies. For example, trying to quit smoking if you're a smoker and eating a diet high in whole foods like lean meats, seafood, dairy, whole grains, fruits, vegetables, and healthy fats, continuing to exercise regularly, which can be really tough during a time like this, and maintaining a healthy weight, and drinking alcohol in moderation, that'd be one drink per day per, for women and two drinks per day for men, trying to get adequate sleep as much as we can, and also trying to minimize our stress levels. During this time, proper nutrition and hydration are absolutely vital. People who stay active, eat a well-balanced diet, and take supplements as necessary tend to be healthier and have stronger immune systems, which is very important in a time like this, and lower risk of chronic illnesses and infectious disease. When you talk about strengthening our immune systems to fight off illness, can you talk a little bit more specifically about which nutrients or which foods we should be uh, taking in to boost our immune system and, and stay well during this pandemic? Sure thing. Um, as I mentioned, good nutrition is essential to a strong immune system, and it may have to it may offer protection from seasonal illness and other health problems. And although no one food or supplement can prevent illness, you can actually help support your immune system by including some key nutrients in your overall eating plan on a regular basis. And while unfortunately just eating one orange here or there won't do the trick, a truly healthy immune system depends on a balanced diet, normal sleep patterns, and regular exercise. But a few nutrients that are known to help support a strong immune system are protein, interestingly enough, which plays a role in the body's immune system, especially for healing and recovery, vitamin A, because it helps regulate the immune system and protect against infections by keeping our skin and the tissues in our mouth, stomach, intestines, and respiratory system healthy, vitamin C, the one we all know, supports the immune system by stimulating the formation of antibodies and vitamin E works as an antioxidant, may support immune function as well. Vitamin D is in there, 
promotes an immune, excuse me, an immune response that helps defend your body against pathogens. And there's zinc, which helps the immune system work properly and can also help wounds heal. And finally, selenium, which has an absolutely crucial role in a wide variety of physiological processes affecting immune response. And the immune system in general actually relies on adequate dietary selenium intake. And though I usually tell people it's best to get most of your nutrition through food, a specific vitamin or mineral supplement may benefit your health and overall wellness in the instance that you're not reaching the recommended daily intake of a nutrient, or perhaps you're utilizing them as a part of a preventative health regimen. And, and not just upping your nutrient intake, Nikki, but uh, you know, many of us are limiting the number of times that we would go to the supermarket to pick up fresh foods. Uh, what are some tips for healthy eating when we're minimizing our trips to the store, or maybe even the selection is uh, limited in some cases temporarily? Yeah, that's a great point. I think purchasing and storing cooking fresh food can be really challenging when we're advised to limit trips outside of the home, particularly to the supermarket. So first recommendation would be try to keep up as much as possible with that fruit and vegetable intake. Whenever it's possible to get a hold of fresh produce, do so, of course. But depending on where you live, what time of year it is, and now, as you mentioned, availability due to interruptions in the supply chain or perhaps other people who are food hoarding, you can't always get your hands on high-quality fresh produce. So the next best thing is frozen. Manufacturers most often freeze fruits and veggies at peak ripeness, which means they pack similar nutritional value as their fresh counterparts. Just make sure you're choosing options without added sugar or sodium. And you can also swap in healthy dried or canned alternatives when fresh or frozen are not available. Although canned vegetables and dried fruits do tend to be a bit lower in quantity of vitamins than fresh, they are a great fallback option when fresh produce or frozen are hard to come by. And I also like to mention other canned items that are great to have on hand are canned beans because they do provide an abundance of nutrients and they can be stored for months, um, sometimes even years. And they can be included in meals in many ways. Same goes for canned fish, such as sardines, mackerel, salmon. They all provide great protein sources, omega-3 fatty acids, and a range of vitamins and minerals. And then having some dried goods on hand is a good backup, like dried beans and grains. And then one last note on this front, I know it's really tempting to stock up on processed foods like ready-to-eat meals, packaged snacks, and treats. They're often very high in saturated fat, sugars, and salt, and at the same time provide us with less nutrition. So in that vein, also try to avoid sugary drinks as much as possible and instead drink lots of water and other low-calorie beverages. I hear from you certainly that fresh is best. Um, and I've talked to many growers, um, farmers who who feel that perhaps people at this time are shying away from fresh produce because of a fear that COVID-19 can be spread through food. So from you, from a dietitian, can you answer that question for us? Can this spread through food? I'm really happy you asked that question, Michelle. Uh, first and foremost, I should note, of course, I'm not an infectious disease expert, but following the basic guidelines of hygiene and food safety, um, it's very unlikely that the virus could be spread through food, but not entirely impossible. Meaning that it's possible the virus can get onto or into food if someone who is infected coughs or sneezes on the food or has their virus on their hands and touches the food. Though unlike bacteria that causes foodborne illnesses, coronavirus doesn't multiply on food. 
So there's currently no evidence to suggest it can be transmitted through food or water systems. Uh, but a lot of experts are saying that sharing food and beverages during this time should be limited and always continue proper home food safety. Well, would it be safer then during this time to, if you're buying fresh produce, would it be safer to cook it and consume it that way? You know, potentially, um, I don't think consumers need to be fearful of eating fresh produce, raw fruits and vegetables. Um, you know, though it's possible that someone who is infected sneezed directly on a banana and you picked up that banana and touched your face, you could get infected, but you're much more likely to get infected by standing next to that person while shopping for that banana. Um, that's why social distancing, putting that at least that six feet of space between you and other people is so important. Um, but interestingly, about cooking, the World Health Organization has said that the virus is probably susceptible to normal cooking temperatures. Um, so you don't need to cook food any differently than what you typically do for food safety. These experts are saying that cooking your food to the same temperatures required to kill pathogens that cause foodborne illness is also likely to kill COVID-19. So that would be, as a reminder, 145 degrees Fahrenheit for fresh pork, beef roast, and fish, 160 degrees Fahrenheit for egg dishes and other cuts of beef, and 165 degrees Fahrenheit for poultry, ground beef, reheating pre-cooked ham or leftovers, or casseroles that might contain some of those pieces of fresh produce you mentioned. If we are going to eat that raw produce, fruits and vegetables, is there are there certain precautions we need to take at this time differently washing the fruits and vegetables than we would have before this pandemic? At this time, many of the expert organizations are saying no, that we don't need to take any different measures than we did before. Just make sure to thoroughly wash those fruits and vegetables when you get home. And I know there's a lot of questions out there, too, about can you pick up COVID-19 from food packaging. And this was a question the CDC actually addressed recently. And they're saying, you know, COVID-19 is primarily transmitted person to person through respiratory droplets. So currently there is no evidence to support transmission of the virus through food. So in general, because the poor survivability of these viruses on surface, there is likely a very low risk of spread from food products or packaging. But that being said, if you touch something that has the virus on it, like a food package or produce or a package of meat, and then touch your nose, mouth, or eyes, you could become infected. So before preparing or eating food, it's important to always wash your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Um, and also just kind of making sure you're wiping down those surfaces when you get home. After you've picked up your groceries, make sure when you unpack your food, you just kind of wipe everything down. Make sure you're tossing away those disposable bags if they came in that or washing your reusable bags immediately when you get home. Good advice. Um, Nikki, when it comes to um, plants, processing plants, farmers, you know, a lot of times those vegetables, they're, they're picked by hand. A lot of that is done by hand. And I know that, uh, you know, they're practicing social distancing, but but should we be concerned about food coming from areas where there is a high risk of COVID-19? You know, actually, according to the Department of Agriculture's recent updates on COVID-19, they're saying there's no evidence to support transmission of the virus with any of those foods that have been either imported or transported throughout the country. Um, it's important to remember that unlike bacteria that causes foodborne illness, the virus, as I mentioned before, doesn't multiply on or in foods. 
And the current research shows that it can only survive for a very limited time on most surfaces. So most often, even if a product or packaging were carrying the virus, it was handpicked by someone who was infected and had maybe had the virus on their hands, it would most likely die during transport. So I think that can put a lot of consumers' minds at ease. Although, as I previously mentioned, it's always just a good idea to keep following that wash your fresh fruits and veggies when you get them home from the store, wipe down that food packaging just for that final line of defense. You know, we keep hearing about uh, the importance of supporting um, local businesses, especially restaurants during this time as as the bulk of their their business is gone. They're only doing takeout right now or curbside pickup or delivery. But is that safe? Is it actually safe to get takeout and delivery from restaurants during a pandemic like this? Yes, it is. And I'm happy to hear that you mentioned supporting local businesses, particularly restaurants right now when we can't dine in. The takeout and delivery from restaurants can actually be a very good alternative to obtaining food because unlike grocery shopping, it really does greatly reduce the need to interact with other people. Most restaurants have instituted contactless delivery or pickup practices that allow people to either prepay for food um, or receive it without coming close to another person, which we know is the biggest risk factor for the disease that interacting closely with other people. Um, If you are worried about bringing those foods into your home to further reduce your risk, just transfer that food, that takeout to a plate when you get home, dispose the containers, and then again, always wash your hands before you eat. But it is a very good and typically very safe way to obtain food. We keep hearing uh, about the the 65 and up population um, at an increased risk of COVID-19 at this time. Um, I wonder from a dietary point of view, somebody in that age bracket, does the immune system change with age and, and does that age group have to eat differently? Yes. As we age, our immune response capability becomes reduced, which in turn may contribute to more infections. And while some people age healthily, the conclusion of many studies is that compared with younger people, Elderly folks are more likely to contract infectious diseases and viruses and are more likely to die from them. And interestingly, there appears to be an even stronger connection between nutrition and immunity in the elderly, a form of malnutrition that's actually surprisingly common even in affluent countries is known as micronutrient malnutrition. Micronutrient malnutrition occurs when a person is deficient in some essential vitamins and trace minerals that are obtained through diet. So older people often tend to eat less and they have less variety in their diets. So one important question is perhaps whether dietary supplements may help older people maintain a healthier immune system, something to be discussed with their doctor or dietitian. I wonder, Nikki, if you can talk about why during this time, everybody's schedules are just changed suddenly. Everybody's lives are just uprooted and and nothing is normal. Why is it so easy to get off track and and what can we do to try to to maintain some sort of of normalcy from a dietary perspective? Yeah, as you've mentioned, Michelle, it's so easy to get off track during this time because our schedules are changed. And many of us have kind of been forced into this change without any prior warning, working from home, taking care of children and family members from home, and everything's just been kind of thrown out of whack. Some really important things and and fairly easy things that you can do is just try to keep yourself on a regular schedule. Go back to thinking about what was your schedule for eating, grocery shopping, 
working out, trying to stay active, sleep? What were your tactics for minimizing stress before this? Try to pull in as much as those of those tactics as you can, because many of those, you know, already worked for you. And then try to change that around and make it fit your new schedule. Um, those people who have kiddos at home, I think it's a really nice way to entertain kids, keep them busy, is involve them in mealtimes, have more discussions about food. This is a fantastic time to talk about where food comes from, how it nourishes their body and get them really involved in planning and preparation of food. And then try to do more things either as a family or if you don't have kiddos, just get outside when possible and where it's safe to spend some time moving around. There's also a lot of really great online, excuse me, there's a lot of really great online resources where you can find at-home workouts. I recommend that to a lot of people, even if you do it for 10 minutes a day, it's just a nice way to keep moving and try to stay to a normal work and sleep schedule. It can be very difficult while we're working from home to step away from our computers and close everything down like a normal eight to five or nine to five business because our office is right there. So try to make sure you're stepping away for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, maybe even snacks if you can, just to get a break from the computer and a break from work and try to go back to some normalcy. If you've never had time to prepare your own meals, to to fall in love with cooking, it seems like this might be a good opportunity even. Certainly. I've seen there's a lot of YouTube channels that are jumping in popularity. There's one I really enjoy. Um, it's Italian grandmothers making old Italian recipes and pasta. And I've seen their viewership just skyrocket recently because people are taking a new interest in preparing things from scratch or some of those YouTube channels that are showing people how to just start cooking from the very beginning. As you mentioned, there's no better time than now to start learning. Nikki, do you have any other recommendations for, for keeping our food, keeping our kitchen safe? Yeah, first and foremost, when you're going out for food, you know, just a reminder, wearing a mask and gloves when you're going out for food to get groceries or picking up takeaway meals. And if you do use reusable grocery bags, masks or gloves, make sure you wash them immediately upon returning home. That's really important. Um, or use single use bags or disposable protective equipment during this time. And, you know, we can't stop hearing this, but wash your hands regularly as recommended by countless international organizations. Plus, before preparing and eating food, even if you picked up your phone while you were eating lunch, make sure you wash your hands again, because a lot of those viruses and contaminants can stay on phones and surfaces and the like um, for much longer than they would on food. Um, try to keep your kitchen a safe zone by removing non-cooking items from countertops. You know, many of us, myself included, often end up tossing daily items here without thinking twice, putting mail on the countertop. Um, and don't put grocery bags or takeaway bags on your countertops. Also try to clean them every time before you prepare a meal and sanitize kitchen surfaces, including your refrigerator, stove handles, cupboard poles and the like on a regular basis. It adds so much to to grocery shopping and preparing food, but some very important advice. Nikki Putnam Bating, a registered dietitian with some really fabulous advice on taking care of ourselves during this time. Nikki, take care of yourself and thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Michelle. For additional resources on COVID-19, visit alltech.com. This has been Ag Future presented by Alltech. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to Ag Future wherever you listen to podcasts.